Welcome to Kickstarter Radio 102.4. This is our podcast radio show broadcast number 15. A big welcome if you're from YouTube and also from the podcast listeners. Now, if you're on YouTube, you're listening to the edited version with all the music cut out. But here's a preview of what the music will be in today's show. We're going to start off with a classic song from Norway, Margaret Berger with I Feed You My Love. What a classic. Then we're going to be moving on to Germany. Song from Cascadia called Glorious. Just listen to her voice. Do you know it's time to let yourself go? Then we're going to move on to Kachina Wurst from Austria. Dude, an amazing song, Rise Like a Phoenix. A classic, that too. Waking in the rubble. Then we're going to Malta for the next band called Firelight. An amazing kind of feel-good song. Freedom of life, I will express my soul. Sounds so good. And we're finally from that era going from the Ukraine with Maria Yatachuk called TikTok. This is one of my favourites from 2014. And then we're going to Israel with Nadav Gudji with Golden Boy. Someone broke my heart again. And we're going to end up with my favourite song from 2015, Jamala from the Ukraine, with her song 1944, which actually won the contest. This is Kiss 102.4. Amazing songs there. (laughs) Treat yourself, listen to the podcast if you've not listened to it. You'll love all the music, trust me. Yeah, anyway, what else have we got coming? We, of course, are going to be looking at Kickstarter games that are live on Kickstarter. We're going to be looking at Encyclopedia from um, Holy Grail Games that are in the, really in the Premier League of French. You know, the Premier League of Kickstarter companies. They're from France, yeah. Awesome source. Great work placement game. Then we're going to be looking at Pericle Gathering Darkness. This is a tabletop RPG with an app looking very, very special indeed. Then we're going to a big disappointment of the week, Darkest Doom, which has actually got some controversy, which I'll let you know about. Then Dead by Daylight, the board game, which is looking like the laziest IP game I've ever seen. Yeah. And then Splash and Spells, which could get the Kickstarter of the week due to its amazing conceptual fighting arena type game. with so much to be going on in that. And, uh, yeah. And, um... In the media chat, I'll be talking about the Moonfall movie, which I saw, which I really love. Yeah, really love that. So look out for that at the end of the show. If you're on YouTube, there are show notes, of course, below to check out. If you want to jump between different things and all that good sauce. But um, before we get on to talking about Encyclopedia, we're going to hear this absolute belter from Margaret Berger. I feed you my love. A cocoon 
Margaret's got and I'll tell you what Eurovision is great for bringing out the divas across Europe absolutely stunning love it alright let's be looking at encyclopedia this dice dice worker placement game oh it's a labour of love from the designers of the museum game the set collection game this is looking very very swish the kickstarter has a lot of Really cool exclusives as well for Kickstarters, which will change up the game, make it a little bit more unpredictable, more chaos that is happening in there too. And they've got like, it's really a happy campaign actually. They've been absolutely astounded by how much it's picked up over, you know, they think 2000 backers is like a, a massive milestone for them and it fired past 2000, it's going up there towards 4000. They've been blown away by the international community backing this as well. So they've kind of made the international shipping cheaper, which is absolutely amazing. 
And um, this company truly is in the Premier League of Kickstarter because what they do for the backers is tremendous. And they're doing the kind of theme at the minute which is just to drop monetary stretch goals. And they are thinking about doing stuff during the campaign. So if it does get larger, expect some new stuff to come out with Encyclopedia. However, they really want one of, one of their priorities is to get the game out this year. So they can't do anything lofty per se. But um, I think that the additional stuff that they're going and they kind of released a nice card for April Fool's Day which was really nice. But um, if you like worker placements, you like dice worker placements, I think you will really love this. It's got like the cool dynamic of um, the players around the table can take dice from you. And it has that amazing trend on Kickstarter where you can put the solo player AI into your multiplayer game. So if you've got two or three players, you can put an AI on the table. And um, that's absolutely fantastic when that happens and really like when you're playing a worker placement and you've got an AI on the table along with people around the table they're always fascinated that the game has this mechanic and it truly is a modern version of worker placements and I think most Kickstarters if they don't show this with their worker placement it's a sad thing to happen but Encyclopedia pushing the boundaries and the you know the art nouveau of um, what we expect of work placements and it's looking beautiful the art as well across the whole board and all the animals on it because you are collecting animals to record in this pre-darwin era of collecting animals for research and it certainly looks the, the ticket i'll tell you now and it's potentially going to go into the runnings for best kickstarter of the year under a hundred dollars because this is definitely at a beautiful price point so please check out our video encyclopedia on our kickstarter page and i'm sure you will fall in love just the way i did and the game trust me if you like work placements it's insta back because i love what i see on my kickstarter and i can't wait to get that into my collection because sitting next to museum Whenever the special edition box delivers, <clears throat> yeah, it's very late, isn't everything. But I, I think it would be perfect next to museum, I, I really do. And um, yeah, I think if you like work placements, do you owe yourself to at least check this Kickstarter out? I think you do, indeed. All right, we're going to a little bit of pop from Germany now from 2013 called Glorious. This is Cascadia. I remember when she sang this on the Eurovision night, she was so nervous and she, oh, it was like watching a horse in horse racing and when they fall at a, at a jump because she completely fecked it up when she was singing. Oh man, she could have won the contest with this song, but she, oh man, her voice just wasn't great so sadly but this is the pre-recorded track from her in the studio and she belts it out here absolutely amazing so yeah here's glorious from cascadia oh and after this song let me get in we're gonna be looking at the great rpg pericle you don't want to miss this anyway take it away <laughs> take it away cascadia
Man, if your ears are ringing, that is because you just heard some classic Europop. <laughs> That's kind of what it could do to you, but some classic Europop. They're from Germany. All right, Pericle, are you ready for a massive 100-hour campaign? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of these around, isn't there? Uh, yeah, but there's a lot going on here. That's, well, first of all, Getting 75 standees that you can populate all your RPGs with. Yep. Next, you're getting like 30 plus um, boards to put down for your RPGs, not just this one. So even without the app, it's a fantastic deal for like $100 to get all these standees and get all these different boards. Yeah. And, but the app, it's got loads of things going on, including this giant campaign, which is like four big chapters, like four, 25 hours each in an overarching story that's linking all of them together in a big epic saga. 
It's looking absolutely delicious. And um, as the campaign's growing, they're starting to reveal stuff because at the minute it's almost nine roleplay, one board game. Although you've got the app, so let's go. Eight roleplay, one app, one board game. Because you've got that roleplay piece of paper where you're writing down your prehistory of your character and you're writing stuff down about what you've done and things like this. But they have got an add-on if you're a mage or a healer, you can get a spell deck and the spell deck is massive, it's like over a hundred cards for all the spells. So you can have them together. They have recently revealed um, another deck for the melee people. So it looks like all of your abilities are going to get cards. These are add-ons though, which are putting the pledge up of $100. But I think to push it more into a board game, I think this is necessary. And uh, because you want to feel like you've got more than a piece of paper. You want to feel that character of all these nice things that you've got around you. You've got, you've got a spell deck of cards and all that stuff. I think that is great where they're going. So what they're kind of adding to the campaign is, is adding it more, pushing it towards a board game. But I still think out of all the board games out there, this is definitely the one leaning most heavily into role plays. But it is doing the app though. And the app is going to have cinematics as well, which is really neat music probably i don't think it's going to be voice acted due to the level of the campaign but we don't know it might get some support in the future who knows i mean we don't know how many words have been written but if it's 100 hours it potentially could go up towards you know 300,000 words maybe for these massive campaigns just huge aren't they so if you like role plays you've got role play books on your shelf or you're thinking about backing some for example you know, there's Kickstarters out there that are offering role plays like Tanaris RPG. We've got the um, Title Blades RPG. Well, you know, do you want to put more standees in those games? And uh, do you want to have you got boards for all of the, the areas that you're, you're role playing in? Uh, probably not. And I, I think Pericle here is going to have amazing utility for future. RPGs are the ones that you may be backing or have on your shelf. So I think Pericle looks like a um, an easy back, not just because it's giving you an amazing experience, but it's giving you a massive playset to use in your other games. And that for me is a double win and Pericle. Have a look at it. It is looking really, really sweet. And it's definitely one huge dice chucker and um, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, Parika looking like an awesome fantasy RPG looking super sweet. Oh, it's going to get into the misery land, isn't it? Next, when we're talking about Darkest Doom. Well, I think you might be entertained to hear about a little bit of controversy. Plagiarism? Question mark on Darkest Doom? We'll find out after the next song, which is Conchisa Worst from Austria. The less I tell you about this singer, the better, because just appreciate the song for what it is. This is like a phoenix. Waking in the rubble, walking over glass. Neighbors say we're trouble. Well, that time has passed. Peering from the mirror, no, that isn't me. A stranger getting nearer 
Guess one or two point four. If you don't know, Kachina Worst, it's basically Mr. Sausage, Miss Sausage. It's a guy dressed up as a woman singing with a beard. So it's not obvious. So it is obvious. It's, it's kind of weird <laughs> that this singer was in front of 500 million people watching the show. Um, yeah, anyway, great song. Rise from a Phoenix from a, a chick. Uh, a, a dude in a dress. There you go. All right. Darkest Doom. All of the people that were previewing this were talking about how good the lore is. Well, not in the game, it's not. You've got all these boring quests. They're not even, they're not even quests. Put character on this part of the map. It's like pick up and deliver, but you're not. You're delivering yourself. You know, go to point A. Boring. Boring, boring. I mean, you couldn't make it up how boring it is. And um, one of my um, viewers mentioned that this is potentially a copy, plagiarism he's calling it, from another Kickstarter, which is a video game. And the video game is of a board game. Um, are you interested to know what it is? What I'm talking about? 
Um, gaming with gear, was that? It's basically a physical version of the uh, Mellow Digital Board Game, he says. The game designer is supposedly a fan of the digital game, yet they disregard the similarities and any influence that they receive from our Mellow. And he says, so in my opinion, it's a pretty clear case of plagiarism. Oh, it's getting juicy, isn't it? I've actually contacted our Mellow. Um, who the digital board game devs to ask him about this, so we'll see if this story gets any meat on the bone. But um, the digital board game, like <laughs> like Darkest Doom, it's like an open world where you need to go to the center of the map to climb up the mountain to defeat the boss to win the game. And there's multiple ways of you know getting better, I guess. But it, there's definitely no role play here. You're an anthropologic animal which is one of the other plagiarisms. You're like, the exact animals from this video game. The exact animals, of all the animals they could have picked. Like, a character who is a rat? Like, that's no coincidence. Would you pick a rat? You gotta scratch your head at that. I mean, there's something, something's going on here. There's definitely potential IP copy, I think. There's too many similarities in me. I do agree with getting with gear by this, but... <laughs> But, I mean, anyway, why would, you, why would you be back in this game? It's like, there's so many adventure games out there where you can level up so much better. The cards you're picking up are mainly um, used once items, and uh, your play boards are so boring. Like, you go, you pick up a quest, go to a part on a map, that's your quest. You go there, you decide what attribute you want to get gain, and if you roll a dice and get it, oh, you, you push a cube up. To get plus one on strength. How exciting! I would... <laughs> no quest to say, if you defeat this guy, you can take his helmet. That'll give you plus strength. Or take his gauntlets off it. Or his, um, you know, I don't know. I think getting equipment that gives you those attribute upgrades is so more interesting than just push a cube. That's where I kind of feel like it's it's less roleplay on the, on the board game, so... Yeah, it's a little bit dry. I called it devoid of fun because I think if you watch playthroughs, especially the Dice Tower playthrough, Tom Vassell was like bored out of his pants in my opinion. He was not interested in this game and it looks like a game that if you played it once you might not go back a second time because... Do you feel like there's replayability with what the stuff you're doing is as boring as watching paint dry? Anyway, that's Darkest Doom. Watch my full video of comments about that. But that wasn't the worst video of the week for me. The worst one was Dead by Daylight, the board game, which I'll be talking about next. But uh, before we go there, let's give a nice, cuddly, nice feeling song. Could be from Malta, from the band Firelight, with a song called Coming Home. And this is just, if you're ever depressed, have a listen to this song. It will cheer you up. Big time. So here it is, coming home. Freedom of life, I will express my soul. Look me in the eye and electrify my goal. I ain't gonna leave until you know my name Stepping out of the shell now don't you step in my way 
build another wall and watch it crumble by your side. Oh, I'm coming home. I'm not holding back, no, I ain't wasting time. Come for the ride. If your sky will fall, I'll shelter you from the rain. There's not a cloud in the sky that can come in the say um, big thank you to all the new subscribers that we were got actually in March and hopefully you can help spread the word especially of our podcast as our numbers are actually as popular as our videos on YouTube so if you know anyone in your pl- in your playgroups that wants to have an entertaining radio show you know hint hint just <laughs> tell them you're enjoying the good crack on our broadcast show and uh, yeah we do it each week especially well only exclusively if we do things on the channel as it's a bit of a good reminder and a good one-stop shop and something to listen to while you're out and about i guess right let's crack on dead by daylight the board game jesus mary and joseph this game is criminal on what it's doing i don't know why it's got four thousand backers i mean I must be so hard to please. Am I a perfectionist? I think I am. But um, talk about low standards. The board is the biggest blurring thing at the minute. I think they are trying to work on it. It looks like Windows 95. In In fact, the places on the board, you could just get cards to put them on the board. You don't need the different types of board. You just need a deck of cards to change them. They're that small. Obvious thing would to go is to do hexes on the board. You know, like Fancy Flight have done with the third edition of Arkham Horror. But anyway, it's a, it's, 
it's a three you need three players right that's upsetting a lot of people especially my viewers comments have been saying this yeah so why don't they have a solo mode it's a bit daft isn't it and um you know because if you're playing two player you can play the ai then can't you also if you play two player so it's daft you know, is it so difficult for them to do a solo player? And, you know, when a game comes out and it doesn't have a solo mode, you've got to question how much are they spending on the project. They claim they were testing the game for eight months, but, you know, it's like it, eight months is just a period of time. Like how much we are doing once a week, once a fortnight. You know, it's not intense, is it? Because the game does look pretty simple. The art across the board looks so fan-made. Like you've copied and pasted it from the game and just photoshopped it on a card. Whoopie do, and have that it'll do attitude. It, you know the IP is just the name. The video game isn't that popular anyway. I mean, this is just a cash grab. It's for me. It seems like it's cheapest chips to make, and they've just scrabbled it together for a quick profit. I mean, they they have this. No love for the IP on this. Zero. You know, they, they couldn't even be bothered to try to even get the licensed killers that they have in the video game. Because if you're buying the IP, you should be buying all the properties of the IP. But, um, yeah, it, it's really strange. Because even on the bo player boards, the, especially the killer boards, you've not got any unique art of the special abilities of the heroes doing stuff. It's just a generic icon that's as small as a postage stamp, the icon. So it's like so, so disappointing. And they're doing a massive coffin box as well if you get the uh, big edition, which just scratches my head because coffin boxes are pretty much a thing of the past. If you look at the Tidal Blades, for example, the incredible updates that they do on that, you know, James Hudson, the uh, one of the devs there, he said that people were asking for coffins like the first game but um, it makes no sense because it's really awkward you know people got calic shells you know you've only got so much space on the top of your calic shelf and the top of your calic shelf should be the creme de la creme and i don't think you're gonna put this up there with the creme de la creme it's like putting dog poo next to your bloody epic games you've got up there anyway dead by daylight dead by its ambition which is minus 50. Yeah, Don't, I wouldn't touch that with a barge pole, to be honest. It just looks terrible. It really does. <sighs> anyway, we're going to have a better game next. Slash and Spells we're talking about, which is a hidden gem on Kickstarter. Nobody's even looking at this, it looks like, but hopefully it'll, it'll make a... Uh, Hopefully it will get past its uh, what it needs to get successful because it's not reaching its goal yet, slashing spells. We'll talk about that next. Anyhow, we're moving into 2015 now with Eurovision and we're listening to Nadiv Gujuv from Israel. I'm butchering some of these names, but hey, I'm uh, not very good with my... Um, what's the Israeli word? The, the Hebrew? There we go. <laughs> my Hebrew's not... Up there, what can I say? Anyway, it's called Golden Boy. It's a bit of a builder, this, but once it gets going, it's an absolute belter. Mama, someone broke my heart again. 
Tell her I don't think I can take it anymore. Whoa, mama, someone broke my heart again. Now I'm gonna ease my pain dancing on the floor. Take me out. I'm not in the mood for a broken heart. Gonna dance tonight. Forget her. No, she doesn't know what I'm doing on the floor. Did you say hello, my ladies? Pull me, baby, I'm your trigger. You know that my love is bigger. Love, 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 love. so far indeed everyone at the station thanks all our viewers of the podcast we hope you know it's broadcast 15 it's uh, we're learning as we go and hopefully it gets better and better but we'll see anyhow slash and spells woohoo it's a skirmish game but it's it's a lot more interesting than that yeah it's skirmish pvp but your characters have skills that uh, beautiful skill sheet on you know your skill board you can't level them all up in fact you're probably only going to get experience to get your ultimate on one of the paths so which means that when you start off this skirmish you are more interested in going around the map and doing stuff to level up it's a bit like when you play um Dota 2 or League of Legends, you might want to level up your hero in the jungle first. Well, this really pushes you into the jungle where you want to avoid the players and go into doing stuff around the board. 
and um, that makes it really, really interesting. Plus there's like loads of items that you can pick up, so you can like level up your character's equipment and get potions and stuff like this. Really, really nice. And um, the game also has wonderful acrylic standees, so it looks absolutely charming as well. I really, really think this game has a, a shelf space because it looks really cool. It's under $100. I think it's going to go in the shortlisting, similar to Encyclopedia for under $100 games. But um, I think Encyclopedia is going to swing my Kickstarter of the week. Um, although Slash and Spells might become a Kickstarter of the week because it's still got time to stretch it out. Stretch goals that look interesting on the campaign. And it's doing these weird um, hydrofoil cards as well, if you back it, which is like alternate um, art for the cards and making them shiny. But if you if you like PvP games or you've not got a PvP game in your on your shelf, this one's PvE to PvP because again, you're not going to want to fight each other as level one heroes. You're going to definitely want to focus on leveling up and I think it looks absolutely fantastic. The art across the board is wonderful and I think it deserves your attention to so go and have a look at it and see if you think it looks as good as I think it does because for me it looks fantastic. I think the only disappointment at the minute is the shipping looks so expensive to Mexico um, so I might have to wait for this to hit retail which is you know, one of those things. In fact, that's the good thing about Encyclopedia is the worldwide shipping on it got really cheap, which, you know, was great. And all these other games, the the shipping seems to be expensive here to Mexico. And actually, quick talk about Pericle, the shipping to Mexico on that's also fantastic too. So it really weird between these companies, you know, how they some don't do shipping well and some do better. It's like... It's almost like rolling a dice, really, and, you know, you can get disappointed with games. And I'm a little bit disappointed that Slash and Spells hasn't got its Mexican shipping to something interesting. I mean, come on, I mean, if you're, if you're based in the US, you just ship it to yourself, and then you ship it to Mexico. I mean, it's, is it that difficult to get the shipping down? What, what What's expensive? $80, by the way, $80. So the shipping's at the same price as the game. It's um, not ideal at this stage, but hey. That's Slash and Spells. Please check it out on our Kickstarter page, which is Kickstarter Radio 102.4, of course. Uh, if you're on the podcast, you'll find the link of that down in the podcast notes and all that good stuff. Next, we'll be talking about Moonfall, the movie. It's a massive Hollywood blockbuster popcorn film that should really have come out in the summer. But it came out recently, which is a bit of a head-scratcher. But anyhow, Moonfall. We're talking about that next. Now, we're going to listen to my favourite song from the Eurovision, which is Jamelia from the Ukraine, with an anti-war film. So, anti-war song, 1944. And... Um, You'll notice this is the second song from the Ukraine. I love the Eurovision songs from the Ukraine. In fact, I could do a whole special on the best top 10 film, 
top 10 Eurovision songs from the Ukraine. Just all be blockbusters, but it's really sad with the war in the Ukraine. And again, my heart goes out to everybody out there that's still in the country that still needs to get out of there. I mean, it's desperate stuff, but um, what do you think about the war? What's gonna happen? Because I think that the Russians that have got an infinite amount of soldiers, you know, if they, if they conscript, they can get three to six million conscripts in a whisper. So I think the the rebalancing going towards the West, they're gonna knock off, they're gonna land lock Crimea to Russia. Then they're gonna land, they're gonna lock the Black Sea from the Ukraine. And then they're gonna take the East Coast to stop any weapons coming into the country. And then they will encircle Kiev finally for the last stage of the war, which will be a siege on Kiev. Kiev is, by the way, considered a gem in the Roman Empire. That's why it's the only city not been shelled. Maybe outside of the city, the towns and stuff, but the city itself has been untouched because that needs to remain perfect for the Russian Empire, which is what, you know, potentially Putin's gunning for. That's my prediction. I don't, I don't know what you think. I'd, I'd love to know your if you have been following the war in Russia, it's a bit odd to be talking about it on a board game podcast, but it is something that I'm into at the minute. It's fascinating. And um, a lot of the stories coming from there give you kind of a window of what World War II would have been like. But um, yeah, pretty nasty stories coming from there, but it all is fascinating all the same. All right, here we go. 1944 from Jamelia. When strangers are coming They come to your house They kill you all and say We're not guilty, not guilty Where is your mind? Humanity cries You think you are God but everyone dies Don't swallow my soul Our souls
about Moonfall. I was so looking forward to this. Mark Mode from the UK said it was the most stupid film he's ever seen, but because of that reason, he loved it. And um, it stars Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson, and also John Bradley. I'll give him a shout because he is kind of an important character. Um, yeah, mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit, and the orbit of the moon's getting closer to Earth. So it, the, you know, the tides go crazy. You've got tsunamis moving everywhere, and this, it's amazing. The special effects, really, really is. I think, as disaster movies go, this there's none bigger than this. <laughs> they really have notched it up. Can can they get disaster movies bigger than this one? I don't know. But the Earth certainly is at risk for blowing up. Absolutely. Anyway, it's... Um, I think it's a nice story. If you like sci-fi, you're into kind of your SpaceX NASA stuff. I think you'll appreciate the space stuff that's going on. It's like a alt-history 1980, how it begins. And um, it's really, really um, good in this sci-fi pornography of you know space tech of nasa um, there's a few nods for spacex in there which i really appreciate but um it's a really good disaster movie and i think you'll appreciate the end of it and the director roland emmerich the kind of the godfather of disaster movies from hollywood he really wants to do a sequel which he wants to film back to back so it would be a part one part two of a sequel that looks really good because it will have to leave earth i think for the sequel in this sci-fi feel um that could be really good and it really would be a great sci-fi they want to they want the film to be successful though and it's a case of you brought it out at the wrong time everyone expects blockbusters in the summer where you go popcorn you know, you go deliberately for the big blockbusters in the summer and to bring it out in February and um, March here for Mexico. And um, April? Is, is it just launched in China? Really strange cadence for this movie. But if you get a chance to watch it, I think you will love the spectacle on offer here. And the characters, Patrick Wilson, Halle Berry, I, they are fantastic and I'd love to see them in the sequel for this. I think it would be absolutely phenomenal, peeps. Oh my god, so, so good. Um, I'm hopefully going to watch the Halo stuff on Netflix this week. Scratch my head, question mark. Have you been watching Halo? And uh, I've been deliberately wa not watching... Um, What's his face? Star Trek Pil Picard season two, because I'm just going to wait for its finish and then just binge watch it. That's my plan. 
Anyway, the secret song at the end that I didn't introduce at the beginning, what is it? Well, I'm going to pull one from this year, actually. It's my early favourite of the whole show out of 40 songs. It's from France. It's a trance song from France. Um, the <laughs> um, it's called Alvin and Ahes by Fulrin. I'm so confused by the band name and the song name. If you like dance music, this is bloody fantastic. So crank up your bass for this. Anyway, thank you so much for watching broadcast number 15, the Kickstarter radio podcast, which we try to do every Sunday. Um, if you are new to the show, please think about visiting our YouTube channel and subscribing. And uh, if you're already a subscriber or you're a fan of the podcast, please get the word out. Tell your board game friends that, you know, like board gaming and Kickstarter and all that stuff. Because uh, this is kind of an entertainment show with the music, isn't it? And all that stuff. Love to, <laughs> love to know what you think of the show also. If you want to get any questions on the show, I will do a QA. and a um, You can simply just, I don't know, write a message on the podcast or in the video description of the podcast or on YouTube. Just put hashtag broadcast and I'll know it's a question for the show all right peeps thank you so much for watching or listening on the podcast we will be back here next week I'm expecting Kickstarter to blow up with an amazing game from Lucky Duck Gaming which which have um, joined you know they've, they've done a partnership with the people from the detective game what am I talking about You'll find out next week on the show. It's going to be Kickstarter of the week, potentially, because it looks incredible. Evan Derrick, the designer. Oh my god, that's looking so good. Anyway, peeps, thank you for watching, listening. I've been your host, Lipstick Paddy. This has been Kickstarter Radio 102.4 with our radio podcast, broadcast number 15. You take her, stay safe, and bye-bye for now. Turn up the bass. Here comes a bleeding trance from France.
fulen Treie de treie într-o deie ne urișadem Trist un crei să-mi zic o adem E tot să fulen Treie de treie într-o deie ne urișadem Andy Guaden et Tans Arfulen.